This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. It was the Phillies and the under in game one. Love to see it. Phillies taking it uh, 2-0. So the Phillies are now minus 210 to win the NLCS, the World Series odds. All of a sudden, they are now the second favorite, not the San Diego Padres. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. We welcome in Sean Zarillo, our friend from the Action Network. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. And uh, Sean, talking to you uh, during the NLCS, I can't can't, uh, help but think back to our conversations that we would have in March and April and talked about how dangerous uh, the Phillies are. I had to try to convince Joe G all season long. He he kept selling the Phillies every single month of the year. But uh, you kept bringing up, hey, short series, dangerous top of the rotation, NOLA today. And we saw what Wheeler was able to do with seven innings of work yesterday, only one hit allowed. Uh, you, you've got to be feeling pretty good about the Phillies futures, don't you? Yeah, who thought uh, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Noah Syndergaard would be further than Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom in these playoffs? The the Mets uh, really probably feeling awkward about that one. But, you know, the Phillies here even still in the series line, I projected them at minus 200 after winning game one. I think at minus 185, it's out there. It's not a bad price to bet. Wheeler and Nola are just both peaking right now. Their fastballs are both up. Did we lose Sean? And that Sounds shaved about like a third of a run off of his underlying metrics. So Wheeler, I think, just. All right, we'll try to uh, try to reconnect uh, with Sean Cirillo there. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of moments, because yeah, we're we're ta- want to take a look also today for uh, for these games as well. Nola against Snell so it's I mean it's it's funny how things turn so quickly if uh you fall down 0-2 I mean you start off a series at home 
And if Snell loses to Nola, all of a sudden you're going to Philadelphia down, uh, down 0-2. They could be in a world of hurt there. So it's going to be fascinating later this afternoon what happens. Both of those starters, good history against the opposing offenses. I, I had to look at the Schwarber number, Aaron. Schwarber to hit a home run, it's only plus 350. Like during the year, that sounds like a normal number. But playoff time, when scoring is, is way down, like you just you just don't see that. Uh, but we've got Sean wow. Zerillo from the Action Network back with us. Uh, Sean, go continue with your thoughts on uh, on the Phillies who were starting to break up there. Yeah, so Nolan Wheeler, their fastball velocity, both at the end of the season here in the playoffs, picking up and both up a mile an hour relative to where they were during the regular season. That should be worth about a third of their run, respectively, to what you would expect in terms of an ERA projection. So two top-end starters, but also two top-end starters who are peaking. I think there's value on the series price still, even at around minus 185, made that minus 200. I think the Phillies definitely were the value team all along. I'm glad that we have positions on them i even have some phillies astros and phillies yankees world series matchup props at 40 to 1 and 50 to 1 so looking pretty good for the portfolio right now wow Wow. good for you sean um jose alvarado coined the phrase for the phillies bullpen strike one strike two good luck um i don't think he was talking about bullpen luck when he said that but after being such a source of frustration how much do you think the phillies recent bullpen success can be as simple as regression to the mean after being such a source of frustration the last few seasons yeah, bullpens are so fickle to project as you have these guys who go in and out of form very quickly. But I do like what you brought up with the strategy, strike one, strike two, good luck, because I think that is the game plan for Aaron Nola here today in game two. The Padres were the most patient offense after the trade deadline. I don't know if Juan Soto changed the dynamic and the plate approach of that team when he went over there, but they swung less often than any other offense in baseball from the trade deadline onward from August 3rd onward and Aaron Nola gets ahead of hitters more than basically any other pitcher in baseball 70% first pitch strike rate that is second second lowest walk rate and he's eighth in called strike rate so he's going to fill up the zone he's going to get ahead of hitters consistently today get to a lot of two strike counts and look to put them away I like his strikeout total today to the over at the over five and a half but I am also on the Phillies in both halves as well not only a good matchup for Nola going against the patient offense, getting ahead of hitters. But you also have the Phillies offense, who's better against lefties than righties, going against Blake Snell. And I talked about Willard and Nola's velocity trending up. Snell's was trending up at the end of the year, was using a slider more. But in the playoffs, his velocity went back down to where it was for most of the regular season. And he's brought his curveball and slider usage back even again. So I definitely think the Phillies are the value side here for game two. We've seen the line take in their direction but still to about minus 109 for the first five and minus 101 for the full game would be bets for me definitely today. Man, we get that 2-0 lead going back to Philly. Uh, things will be uh, sitting pretty there uh, for the Phillies that make the World Series. Um, I noticed in both games that uh, if you shop around, you can get different numbers on the totals. I don't remember seeing that a whole lot uh, this season, but we're seeing it today. Uh, the Phillies Padres, if you want six and a half, that's available. Same thing with seven. And I saw it six and a half, seven for Yankees Astros. Do you think there's any reasoning behind that or just the, the market hasn't taken form yet? Well, I think the juice sort of even ends it out, right? Like the, the six and a half to plus money versus the juice seven. That's generally going to align 
in terms of how you would equate those lines. It's just the books are seeing what people will bet at different prices at different books. And then you can always go into your adjusted totals at those specific books as well and, and sort of go from there. I actually saw some Asian lines on a first five line for some of the NLDS or NL- ALDS matchups where they put a first five over 3.75 instead of hanging a three and a half or a four. So whether it landed on, if it landed on four, you would essentially split your bet on an over three and a half, you would need five to win your bet, which was a very awkward thing. I've never seen that put out for a baseball line. So maybe some of these books just experimenting, seeing what people will bet on with more action coming in for the postseason. Um, I'm wondering how you quantify some of the various non-baseball factors. Like before game five of the ALDS, Cleveland had to scramble to try to find a hotel room because of the rain out. Now the Yankees get on a plane and head right into game one. How do you quantify those sort of like non-baseball factors or do you look at that at all? No, that's, that's a great point that you bring up. And it's something that I tried to talk about today on our podcast as well, because it does have to go into the handicap. You know, the Yankees were in this awkward position where I can't remember a team ever having clinched a playoff series before celebrating with champagne, and then they have to get right on a plane and go to Houston against the team who's been sitting there since Saturday or Sunday resting, getting ready. Does it help their bats that they didn't have a day off and they're basically rolling over right from one day to the next? Well, not if they had a bunch of champagne yesterday. So, Basically, if it's a close edge, if it was going to be a small edge for me, if I have a borderline price that I wanted plus 175 and the line is sitting right around plus 175, I might lay off of it if there are those other factors in play. If it's closer to a, you know, a 5% edge, if I made it 175 and it's plus 200, I'll probably bet it regardless. But if it's a borderline play for me, it probably pushes it to more of a pass, particularly if I don't love it. Definitely seems like it would be a tough spot for the Yankees. But the deeper I look into the pitch types, things like that, I actually don't mind the matchup for the Yankees offense. And Tyon may have some sneaky success here against the Astros. Oh, okay. So uh, what do you think you're going to play here, ALCS game number one? Because in addition to all that, and then the narratives, oh, they're out celebrating. We saw the champagne last night. And and hours later, they're hitting the road. You're also facing uh, Justin Verlander. He's probably going to be your Cy Young Award winner. They don't have much success against him, and Tyon has been hit around by the Astros. Uh, so what is your case for the Yankees? Yeah, I like Kyle Tucker props here. Uh, I, I definitely think, as of right now, Kyle Tucker, to get a hit, there's around a minus 170 out there. I think that's a pretty good price. He matches up well against Tyon in terms of the pitch types. Um, the handedness splits, obviously. But also that price is just a little bit short compared to where it projects. It should be closer to about minus 195, minus 200. And he also has had success against Tyon specifically. So don't mind Kyle Tucker props in general. In terms of betting the game specifically, it is borderline for me. I made the Yankees around plus 163. So I normally want plus 178 or better. I'm going to wait to see where it flows before game time. It is the later game today. See if the Yankees change their lineup at all, whether – there's a different catcher in there, Higashioka, instead of Trevino, something like that. It just, I'm not really sure if, you know, the celebration affected them at all yesterday, getting on a plane right after the game, what have you. So I do want to see the lineups before I bet into it. Obviously, a big difference between Verlander and Tyon. I also see value in the Yankees series price, which I would make closer to plus 130. There's some plus 165, plus 170s out there. I would actually wait if you like the Yankees until after game one, though 
because eventually you're going to get Garrett Cole in game three. You're going to get Cole maybe on short rest in game seven. Yankees in seven exact prop, probably not a bad look either if Cole is going to start on short rest in game seven. But I'll wait for a better price on their series price until after game one because this will be the biggest projection gap that I have between two starters and the bullpens in the series with the Yankees coming in. Not, I mean, they had a day of rest two days ago, but most of their Cuba relievers have worked three out of the past five days already. So bullpen in worse shape than it normally will be for this series in addition to the rotation gap. But there is value on the Yankees if you're willing to look for it. I just don't know if this is the right spot. Are there any other series angles that you like? Yeah, the Phillies in six games exactly. I bet that before the series started. I'm not sure where it is currently, but having Willer and Nola in games one and two and then five and six, that kind of lined up to me with getting the majority of their series win equity, probably a minus one and a half games bet as well before the series. And I'm sure if I'm showing series value on them now at minus 185, there's probably slight value as well in their series spread minus one and a half or exactly six games. So those I don't mind as bets as well from that perspective, but Yankees in seven. And then I'd say the Yankees series price, but I would wait until after game one. All right. And load up on Phillies players to be the world series MVP since they're going to win it in the end anyways. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's <laughs> just time to start betting into it now. Just start dumping the bankroll a unit at a time, shop around <laughs> on the best price on each Phillies player. And uh, you know, just wheel the whole board. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, what about UFC 280 this weekend? Uh, what stands out? Yeah, well, the the main event is a difficult betting fight. I think it is the fight of the year, though, between Charles Oliveira and Islam Akachev. Um, the way I might end up playing this is something I call the violence ladder, where you sort of have a small bet on the under one and a half of plus money, and then you increasingly make larger bets on the under two and a half, under three and a half, four and a half, et cetera. So, fun way to play these fights that you do expect to be violent high variance i think charles is the better striker that's pretty clear not sure how durable makachev is but charles could also just get controlled and finished on the mat this is a really exciting fight he's a very aggressive fighter probably one of the best action fighters in the ufc in addition to being one of the most well-rounded and dangerous so we will see if uh, makachev is able to justify his favorite price tag i doubt i'm gonna bet on either side of the money line but maybe looking at the unders in the main event in terms of the yano mali fight i like the favorite in that matchup yan opened around minus 250 got bet up to minus 400 i said i would have a big bet on him if it came down back around minus 200 it is starting to get there i'm gonna wait a bit a little bit longer to see if it keeps coming down he's the better fighter everywhere more skilled more technical probably more durable as well the problem is that he starts his fight slow and he tends to give up the first round. So like we talked about with that Phillies series, or the, the Yankees Astros series waiting till after game one for a better price, there are a lot of fighters who I wait until after the first round to fire on them live because they typically do lose the first round or have a cardio advantage over their opponent. I think he's probably has a decent chance of losing that first round and then taking over. So maybe a better live bet than a pre-fight bet, but getting closer to minus 200 now, I like the favorite. And then one underdog I really like, Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady. Bilal is generally underrated by the betting market. Fans kind of think he's a boring fighter. But the price tag here should probably be flipped. I think he's the better striker. I'm not sure who's the better wrestler. I think Brady's the better jiu-jitsu player. But Bilal at plus money, I think whoever was plus money in this fight at around plus 120 would be the bet. And then Bilal by decision at plus 180 as well. 
typically lends itself as one condition. All right, perfect. The Action Network, Sean Zarillo on Twitter by his name. Thank you, Sean. Best of luck uh, with the rest of your baseball plays today and uh, through the uh, remaining month and into uh, next month. Uh, that was Sean Zarillo on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. All right. I Did you uh, – Write anything down for lightning bets, or are you just going to stick with the NBA coming up? What do you think? <laughs> I've got a few futures. Um, I may tail some of that UFC. Ooh. We'll see what happens in the break. All right, good. Lightning bets are next. Don't go anywhere. Jake's got all his baseball plays with the CS games, uh, Paul as well, and I'll share some of mine. So keep it here. BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.